On this episode of The Playbook, I have the Green Bay Packers all-time leader in receiving yards. That's right, Double D, Donald Driver, and the two of us are going to discuss his desire to create positive change in the world. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I got a good friend, a philanthropist, an extreme athlete, Olympian, and of course, an NFL superstar, Donald Driver. Welcome to The Playbook. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. You know, I started with that philanthropist because one of the things that frustrates me most about working with professional athletes, especially NFL guys, is I feel out of all the sports, NFL players don't get the credit that they deserve when it comes to how much of your lives are spent helping other people. You know, first of all, everyone's human, but second of all, you got a bunch of young men that will make mistakes from being young men, but then all we hear about is the mistakes that young men make, and thank goodness I wasn't an NFL star, and thank goodness there wasn't cell phones when I was playing in college, because I'm a normal, I was a normal 21-year-old, and I made a ton of mistakes, and I think it's you know, really important for you to give me your perception of all the friends that you played with, all the people that you knew in the NFL. You know, give us a little bit of insight on how much all of you guys, not just you because you do a ton, you know, really give back and how much time of the season and off season are spent helping other people. You know, that's kind of what we dedicate ourselves to. I mean, so many kids like myself, I mean, we grew up in, in different environments, different walks of life, but it allows you to really see that you can, you know, my mom always told me, give back to the people that give to you. And, and that's what I've always learned uh, as a kid growing up. You know, someone always going to give you that opportunity. We just blessed that we able to, you know, one day give that another person that opportunity. And so, you know, when I first got to Green Bay, that was my, my mindset as to how do I continue to impact the community that I'm in, but also impact the people around the world. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to start. And this... Uh, and that's why I created the Donald Drive Foundation. Donald Drive Foundation, we are very successful to this point. We have helped him, you know, we've given scholarships out to kids that's going to a two or four year college. They have to have a 3.0 GPA. Um, and, and then we did the homeless thing where we wanted to give kids an opportunity to have food on weekends. So we partnered with Blessings in the Backpack. And we have schools in Texas, Wisconsin, Mississippi, Louisiana, and New Jersey. Uh, and, and so we just continue. We, you know, we provide housing for, affordable families that want to, uh, you know, just kind of get their lives back together. And so we work with homeless shelters to transition out of homeless shelters into apartment houses where the foundation plus uh, pays subsidized rent utilities for those families. So, you know, David, that, that's always the key is to uh, just make an impact in so many people's lives. And that's what the Dharma Drive Foundation, that's what we do. And besides impacting the entire country and probably people that you don't even see, I always say Donald Driver plants seeds under trees that he'll never even sit under. Uh, when I first met you and I know you're like, Dave, you remember beating me down at my Driven Elite Academy? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you blew me away. But one of the things that you said to me, you probably don't remember, but you just said, hey, I'm a simple family guy. And that meant the most of anything. I, you know, I take it for granted that all of great athletes like yourself are, are building foundations for causes and purposes, but you were very sincere about being a family guy. Can you shed some light on, you know, how important your own family is and how much time and dedication you give to your own family? You know, it's crazy because you're going to start, you're trying to make me cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
That'll make both of us. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my family's very important to me. Um, you know, when a kid like myself growing up homeless, you know, family is everything you have. And, and my mom always taught me that. My dad's always said the exact same thing. And I grew up with my grandparents. So, you know, family is all you have at the end of the day. And, 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 you know, you argue, you fuss, but at the end of the day, you seem to always come back together. And I have three amazing kids and a beautiful wife that I've been married to for 20 years. Patina's amazing. Uh, you know, and I always want to instill in my kids that, uh, you know, no one owes you anything. So you have to work for everything you do. And at the end of the day, you know, I want you to be successful. And whatever, you, and whatever that field is may be, right? So there's so many parents out there that, that struggles with those issues with their kids. Like, how do I get my kid to have that drive and that passion, that desire, that determination, that discipline? And what you have to do is let that child find what that child is passionate about. That, that is the key. And for my three kids, Christian, Christine, and Charity, I allow them to find their passion. And whatever they're passionate about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bend over backwards to make sure that they reach those. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. It's about giving back to your own. And if you give back to your own, then you, you'll see the smiles and the, and the benefits come out of it down the road. Yeah, you're empowering so many different people. And when I talk to you, you remind me of this book that I read, Don't Take Yes for an Answer. And because so many people throughout your career, it's so funny, you know, they're always telling you no when, when they don't believe in you, you know, through high school, college, Olympics, it's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Then all of a sudden when you do it, the bigger problem is everybody's telling you yes and you can't figure out where the truth lies. What are some of the things that you've learned about where to find the truth and how to surround yourself with the truth and not taking yes for an answer? I think that goes back to your beliefs. I think that's it. You know, uh, I've always said to the people that if you don't believe in me, then I prove you wrong. Uh, and, and when people do believe in you, it makes you strive a little bit harder. You know, I think that's where it goes back to what I tell people is what is your, what is, what is your skills and then what is your purpose? You know, that, that is the key, right? You can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't have a purpose of why you do the things that you do, then you're not going to, your skills are not going to get better. You know, we work all day long to, to, just to make our skills better, but then we lose the purpose of why we really do it. And so I tell people like, if you find a purpose, then watch what your skills do. Your skills become, you study more, you learn more, you, you learn from different people like yourself. And, and that's what you do. You take all the initiative to be the best student that you can be. And if you do that, then you have a bigger purpose in life. It's so interesting because I always find the greatest leaders like yourselves are the most intelligent followers and students. So the best students become the best leaders. One of the struggles that uh, especially athletes have, especially athletes who have played a long time, you know, my business partner, Warren Moon, probably played it uh, professionally longer than almost anyone. Brady's trying to, to, to out, outprove him, which would be great. But, you know, you played a long time doing the same things, utilizing extraordinary skills, knowledge, and desire combined uh, to have such a wonderful career. But, you know, when you transition out of that, you spent so much time focused on one thing and developing that quantum memory and extraordinary skill. You know, what did it feel like to start back over and what'd you do? Because I think it's important for entrepreneurs. You started the same spot, you know, you have moral code, you have your elite academy, you have all these things going on, but you started pretty much at ground zero like any other entrepreneur would, except for you had one greater risk everybody you know had an expectation of you where a normal entrepreneur he only has to deal with his parents being disappointed you had all these other people either waiting for you to succeed or waiting for you to fail 
No, I think that's always true. You know, you have people that's going to push for you, and then you have the ones that want want to see you fail. Uh, for me, it was it was like, what do I want to do when I'm done playing this game, right? I mean, I, I went to college, graduated from college with a BS in accounting. Uh, I knew that I wanted to become a CPA if, if I never played the game that I love. And unfortunately, I was blessed to be able to, uh, you know, make the money that I made and be able to, you know, retire. But then I sat at home and started realizing, David, like, what is it that I can impact and change the lives of so many people? And it's crazy because it comes back to the other way, right? I'm thinking I'm changing other people's lives, but people are changing mine. And it started with me opening up a gym, but then after that, we started opening up a medical clinic and chiropractic clinics, and we're like, okay, but these people are changing my life as well. And then he came with Morco. You know, Morco came in and said, Donald, how can we help you make an impact in the world? And I said, well, this is amazing because you're allowing, you're really allowing me to make those changes, but you guys are making that change too. And, we, you know, with Morco, it was really trying to give young kids an opportunity to say, you have to be presentable when you walk out these doors. And, and I tell people, it always starts with what your fashion is, what your style is. Whatever your style is, then that could be any and everything, but it's what your fashion is. Your fashion is, is confidence. And I think so many people, that's what they lack when it comes to fashion, is they lack confidence. Because they may put something on and be like, oh, I don't look good in that. Well, you do. Because you have to believe in yourself. It's within your own self of how you believe yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're looking yourself in the mirror. There's no one else looking at you but you. And then if you have the confidence that you can wear anything and be anything you want to be, then it doesn't matter what that outside person says about you. And I've always said that. I never, I, I tell people this, and it's, it's, it's crazy that I tell people, stop, don't buy friends. Don't buy friends. Because when you buy friends, you do whatever they want you to do, not what you want to do. And that's a, and that's a true message across the board. Don't buy friends. Uh, and so I've been very successful doing it that way, doing it, you know, my way, but it's been great because I don't, I don't buy friends. I don't do what other people say. I do it the opportunities to work for both sides. That's awesome. And before I get to the next question, I just have a subliminal message for you. Size nine, size nine. <laughs> I got you, I got you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I've been teasing him because I'm a huge fan of, of uh, the moral code and what you're doing. Now, talking about voting for what other people want, you talked about buying friends. One of the things that I do when I interview people is I look to see what they're wearing, not to impress me, but I look for people that don't wear the same clothes because I know that's a person that votes for what they want, that have confidence in themselves, like you said. And, you know, I really don't care what people wear, but I really would not like to see someone wearing the exact same thing as everybody else because it says something about their personality. And, you know, and it's been one of my uh, fleeting flaws of my younger age is that I was what I called a chameleon. I'd walk into a room and I want to please everyone. So I, if you know, you're Republican, I was Republican. If you're a Democrat, I was a Democrat. If you're not any, I'm, you know, I don't like politics. I, I probably had six different opinions at every party that I went to trying to just fit in and to please everyone. And until I found my own frequency, until I had the confidence to be me and to learn to love myself, and, you know, we both came from a little more difficult background. And sometimes you don't feel worthy when you achieve great success. Have you had any struggles or enlightenment on just feeling worthy of being so blessed? Because everyone around you, you know, had so little. And yet now you have everything you ever dreamed of. Did you ever have any type of education on yourself going, God, I, I just don't even feel worthy of everything I have? I think that's, I think that's every day. I think, you know, you, we appreciate life more than we do anything else, David. And, and I think that's where I get to this point in my life where I'm like, you know, 
do I really appreciate everything that I have? I don't think I had time to just sit back and appreciate it, you know, because, you know, we're one of these, we're, we're always going, going, going. We never get back to sit back and just appreciate what life has already blessed us with. We, you know, we want to change it and uh, impact, you know, so many different people. And it really, it, it sparks you sometimes like, how do I do this? And how do I continue to do this? And for me, that's what it is, man. I, I don't know. I don't think I have a ch pleasure to sit back and enjoy it yet. But my wife told me one of these days I'm going to have to sit at home and just enjoy what I've been blessed with and not try to keep chasing everything. But, you know, <laughs> I, you know I'm, I want to leave something for my kids down the road. And that's kind of why I keep working and keep pushing hard. That's funny. That's what Marshall Fox, mom, my mom and your wife all have in common. <laughs> that's exactly my mom and my wife. Marshall's mom's always telling him, how come you can't just stop and, and enjoy all this stuff? Now, I'm going to ask you a question no one's probably asked you, and I've always wanted to ask someone this question. It's not a hard question, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I've been around CPAs and accountants my whole life, CFOs, and mm -hmm. because they're normally working with me or as a partner, you know, I can't ask them this question. But since you're an NFL guy, you're an entrepreneur, like, why would anyone want to be a CPA or an accountant? Like, what was, it that, what was it that you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do? Because your personality and, like, you're, I'm thinking, how the heck does this guy think he's going to be a CPA if he doesn't make it in the NFL? Oh, my God. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, I used to wonder why my mom used to always say she couldn't wait until tax time. And, you know, when you're growing up struggling, you really don't understand everything until it actually happens. But every end of the year, my mom would always say, oh, my God, I can't wait until tax season. Can't wait until tax season. And I kept wondering, like, what is she talking about? And as I got older, I started to realize that, oh, yeah, she has to get her taxes done. And they give her money back. They give her a refund that she can go out and, you know, buy us clothes and shoes and get us the things that we need so that we can go into the second semester of school. And I asked my mom, I said, well, what is that called? And she's like, well, that's called an accountant. When you pay your taxes, you do all that. And I was like. That is what I want to be because at the end of the day, I said, everybody in the world is going to need their taxes done. And so I would <laughs> always have a job. I would never be out of a job. So that's what I went to school for because I wanted to become a CPA to make sure that I can always have a job that I was never going to have to look over my shoulders or uh, behind my back. So, yeah, that's it, why I decided that's to be a it, 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 it beat being a mortician, right? The only two guaranteed <laughs> jobs. So you, you pick the better one, <laughs> CPA yeah. over a mortician. That's so good. You know, one of my mentors is a guy named Bob Proctor. And okay. he's a big fan of Napoleon Hill, which I read every day. And it was funny because when I was nervous about getting into law school, it, it was funny for me because I'm more capable of school and academics than I am of athletics. But for some reason inside of me, I knew I'd play college football. But when I was applying to law school, I felt like, wow, what if I don't get in? It was a weird thing. So I, you know, Bob Proctor was one of my mentors. He's now in his 80s. But I, I, I remember I like to clean. And so I was going to own a, I was going to build my own cleaning service because I could clean all day. I, I love to clean. And it makes me a good husband, by the way. But I, 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 I had a dream of if things don't work out, I'm going to start a cleaning business because I really enjoy it all day. It's good exercise. I, I feel organized when everything's perfect. And I can do that for other people, offices, and I was going to build this. Well, my, my uh, mentor, Bob Proctor, that's how he made his millions. Oh, he didn't wow. know. He literally built a cleaning service for commercial cleaning. And that's how he made his millions. What kind of things do you read today? What are, what are the things that, you know, I read Course in Miracles, Think and Grow Rich, Wayne Dyer, Power of Intention. What are some of the things that you read still today to expand your knowledge and your situational knowledge? You know, I'm, I'm more of a, a mystery guy. Oh, really? 
No, I'm, I'm a big James Patterson guy. I, I, you know, um, that's kind of the books that I read. I'm really focused on how do I grow it. Um, you know, I love to take things and try to create an image that's different, right? I try to learn the story beforehand. Um, so I think there's, that's one thing that I keeps my mind going. It's always suspense. And I always try to figure out the story, the narrative behind the story. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on listening to motivated speakers, you know, like yourself, uh, like Denzel Washington. I mean, I sit yeah. back and I listen to all these great guys speak. And, and it's just the message that they carry about themselves and say, you know, we, we all understand that life is not, you know, life is just a short time that we're on this earth and we have to embrace every moment of it. And we have to instill in our kids and, and the people that we, we see every day is how do we help them change? And, and for me, that's what I'm always about. I'm all about change. I want to see change in this world. And I know it's going to take, it, it, you know, David, it's not going to be where we can, it's going to be a full home run, right? It's, we're going to get up to bat every single time. And, and there's going to be times where we're going to swing, you're going to swing at this bat and we're going to strike out. And it's okay to strike out. But sooner or later, when you hit one and it gets out there and you get to first base, remember, you still got, you know, you got two more bases before you can get to home. And I think that's the part that I love about um, just the life that we're, we're in is that, there's always going to be change and there's going to be times where we all have to come together. And this is the moment. This is the moment we do that. Yeah. It's interesting. I heard an analogy today. that was super cool. You know, you know how to drive, but this pandemic is like all of a sudden we've always driven on the same side of the road with the steering wheel on the same side. So you know how to drive, but it's like overnight they transplanted you into London and they put the steering wheel on the other side and you're going about a roundabout trying to figure out where to get off. So you know how to drive, but everything outside of us is completely different. And what, you know, as a final question, you know, there is accelerated change right now. I don't believe in people are like, oh, it's such uncertain times. I don't know what world they're living in, but if anyone's listening out there and you know what's going to happen tomorrow, please call Donald and I because we can make billions of dollars. If you can guarantee me what's going to happen tomorrow, I'll make billions of dollars. That's no problem. But there is extraordinary change and I believe like you great change comes great opportunity where do you uh, suggest people focus in on when there's you know in the NFL there's great change during a game right great change we, we saw it last night with my San Diego Chargers uh, LA Chargers you know great change can happen like this Correct. how do you deal with all of that instant great change how do you best deal with that it's an opportunity you know I think everything we do in life is a choice and, and, and it's good or bad choices, you know? And I think when you decide that what you want to do, you make the right choice, then you're going to be successful. Uh, successful people, every time they, they do it, it's a choice. Now, there, and, and we talked about this last time, right? It's, a, it's, it's handling success. It's how do we handle it? And, and we get to a point in our lives where those four things I talked about is fear, doubt, insecurity, and worry. We, we, we do, because we don't know how to handle success sometimes. We, we think that, no, we can't be afraid. We can't have fear. We can't have doubt. Well, you can, but it, you know, when it boils down to it, insecurity, I think no man or woman should have, especially if you run the business, but also as a father and as a mother, you, can, you can't have insecurity. You have to know who you are as a, as a mother. You got to know who you are as a father, but as a person, you got to know who you are. And at the end of the day, if you know that you're going to be successful in this world, you're going to continue to strive uh, and do the things that you need to do. I think the two greatest lessons after meeting you and talking to you and having the blessing of talking to you again as well is confidence and humility. 
Yeah. Those are the two things that you live by is building your confidence. You know that you're still building your confidence. It's not always there. You're human. There's days that you have those doubts, but you also have radical humility to know what you don't know and to try to strive to empower others to help them know what they don't know as well. And I admire that immensely. I certainly appreciate you. Please check out the Moral Code uh, size nine. Moral Code, check them out. Donald Driver, at Donald Driver, at Donald underscore driver. Uh, anywhere else people can reach out to you? I anything else you want to give us? You know, I think the thing is, I just say, check me out. Listen, I am a down-to-earth person. Uh, I know sometimes people look at celebrities that they can't be touched. I I'm one of those guys I want to be touched. I want people to, to find ways that we can work together to, uh, to make an impact in this world and, uh, and see change in this world. And so if I can help anybody out there do that, then this is why I'm here. So I appreciate it. But if you need it, morecold.com, go there. The code is driver20. Driver20 gets your code. I got you, David. I got, got you. Me, man. Even though you. he's number 80, it's driver20. <laughs> that got me a little bit confused. And I just want to thank the incredible, humble, confident Donald Driver, the philanthropist, entrepreneur, NFL superstar. Thank you so much for joining me.